0: Good morning, church. It is good to see one another, isn't it? Amen. So I think we haven't uh, done our morning greetings yet. Do you know the person who is sitting beside you and behind you and in front of you? No, right? Shall we all come, stand up and just greet one another? If can ask for the person's name. What's your name? You've been sitting at the back of me for 10 years already. I see a lot of people wearing red. Beautiful. Amen, amen. You know, both Pastor Isaac and Pastor Lydia having, still having some jack legs, you see. But do you know I also have jack legs? I have jack legs from Chinese New Year. Since last Sunday, I have been jack Because it's a very challenging Chinese New Year for me because uh, since Monday, I've been thinking about what I'm going to share today. So while you are drinking and visiting happily, no one knows what is inside me. My Chinese New Year has been interrupted. That's why I want to preach on the sermon. Today's sermon title is called When Our Lives Are Interrupted. So are you ready? <laughs> Amen. Now, how many of you ever experienced while you are watching a movie on TV and just when the story gets exciting, then you know what will come up? An advertisement will come up. And it's destroying the, the moment, isn't it? How many of you experienced that before? Ah. Oh. Okay, next time I chill you, you chill me, we go and see a movie, okay? All right. Now, almost all of us do not like to be interrupted. We feel upset when our plans, our dreams and goals are changed. Think about some of the Bible characters whose routines were interrupted and the result from these interruptions. First, Moses. Moses was in the field doing business as usual when he was interrupted by a burning bush experience. God called him there and then to deliver the Israelites out of Egypt. Then in New Testament, we read about the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan's journey to Jericho was interrupted by an injured man on the road, left to die by all the religious people who passed by. We also read about Saul. Saul was a very religious leader. He, his mission was to just persecute, capture those who follow the way, those who follow Jesus. And one day while he was on his way to Damascus, his journey was interrupted by a great light, by Jesus himself. The resurrected Jesus appeared to him in a great light and he was struck blind. Do you want to be interrupted by this? like this no but thank God after three days of, after three days his sight was restored and Paul began to preach that Jesus is the son of God Paul's life course is totally changed when God stepped in and he became one of the greatest Christian that ever lived planning is good We should plan. But we need to realize that God doesn't need to stick to our plan. He has his own plan for each of us, whether you are young, old, male, female, homemaker, manager, doctors, students. God has a plan for each of us. Ephesians 1, verse 11 and 12 says, and because this is MGW, I would like all of us, all generation, to read the word of God together. Ready? Go. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. Our God who is sovereign deserves the right to interrupt our lives in order to fulfill His predetermined purposes and will. He interrupts when it is fit to fulfill or accomplish His plan. He doesn't need to wait for our permission. And we have the privilege. We have the privilege of being used by Him to fulfill His plan on this earth and God will somehow work all things together for good for those who are caught according to his purpose as we can read in Romans chapter 8 verse 28. Joni Erickson Tada, she lived a very active life all through her growing up years. She enjoyed riding horses, hiking, playing tennis and swimming. But on July 30th, 1967. She dove into a bay after mischarging the depth of the water. And she suffered a fracture between the fourth and fifth cervical levels and became paralyzed from shoulder down. Her dream for future is dash. Her idea of career, family, having children make a turn. God change her plan. But during Joni's two years of rehabilitation, she experienced anger, depression, suicidal thoughts, and even religious doubts. However, during occupational therapy, she learned to paint with a brush between her teeth and began selling her artwork. She also writes in this way, although most of the time, when she writes she relies on the voice recognition software until today Joni has written over 40 books recorded several musical albums star in an autobiographical movie of her life and is a is an advocate for people with disability You see many a times when things don't go our plan or our way, we tend to ask the questions, why? Or what if? What if I don't do it? What if I don't go there? This thing will not happen. But this is God's way. God has something else for you and for me. And God has a special plan for Joni when he interrupted her life. Our lives are full of interruptions. Plans change. Even phone calls always come at inconvenient time. That's why Proverbs 16 verse 9 says, we can make our plans. Yes, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Today, you could be standing in the midst of interruptions such as change of job, unexpected illnesses, broken relationships, a failed study plan, or even death. Our future will not be anything like we anticipate. When God interrupts, it seems He has turned against us. It seems He has abandoned us. He has forgotten us. Are we still His children? We may ask. That crisis moment our transition moment seems to spoil our lives. Different emotions, fear, doubts, anger creep in during these moments of exchange. And it's these moments where the rubbers meets the road, where our faith is stretched. And we look down to see whether we are standing on rock or sand. Do we really believe that God is in control of all the details of our lives? Do we really believe that the gospel of Christ is powerful enough not only to save us for eternity, but also to sustain and strengthen us in the midst of life's interruptions? Well, there are a few things we need to be assured of as a child of God, as children of God, when interruptions happen. We must first know that interruptions are God's divine interventions. To our perspectives, God's divine interventions always will be interruptions as they put a stop to all our plans. But these interruptions are not there to shake your faith, they are not there to doubt the existence of God, they are not there to lose our temper. God has an interest to what's going on in your life, in the world, in this nation. What is the meaning of intervention? It means an outside party joins with another party in order to protect an interest. Often, an intervention is intended to make things better. We may have a plan for our lives, for our children, for our spouse. But let us not forget, God has his own master plan as we move into the end times. God interrupts your life because he wants to use you and your circumstances to accomplish his divine plan. And that's the case in the life of Joseph where we can read from Genesis chapter 37 to 50. Who is this Joseph. Joseph was a young shepherd and he was the favorite son of Jacob. Remember the coat of many colors that Jacob made for him? That's how much Jacob loved him. He had many brothers, but Jacob only had more, had favorite Joseph more than the rest. And Joseph was living the dream. He even told his brothers about a dream where they would bow down to him. And this dream made the brothers very angry. Then, while Joseph was in the midst of living his wonderful life, God interrupted and changed the whole course of his life. Scary. You know what happened? One day, while he was going to the field, trying to check out what the brothers were doing so they can go back and report it, to daddy. When the brothers saw him coming, they gang up and they tied him up and they threw him into a pit. However, God's divine intervention, in God's divine intervention, one of his brothers managed to rescue him by convincing the others to sell him to a group of traders instead of killing him. So later, Joseph was sold to Egypt, to an Egyptian official named Potiphar. But God was with Joseph. While he served under Potiphar, he was placed in a leadership position within his home. And he worked diligently. Although Potiphar loves him, do you know who loves him more? Beside God. Potiphar's wife, because Joseph was handsome. And so when Joseph refused her advances, she lied and had him arrested for attempted rape. These interruptions of life didn't weaken Joseph's faith in God because he knew whatever he was going through, God was with him. He is sovereign above all, and he is still in control. So even in jail, a bad place to be in, Joseph remained faithful to God. He didn't turn away from God. Genesis 39 verse 21 said, The Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison, and he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. You see, when God intervenes in our lives, even when we are in a bad situation, really bad situation, God can still turn it around for His glory, amen? Amen. Joseph, a prisoner, was placed in charge of the prison. Use your common sense. Can that be done? No. You know, Joseph even helped his inmates, Pharaoh's cupbearer, and baker to interpret their dreams. And the interpretations came true. The baker lost his life But the cupbearer was spared. Although the cupbearer forgot about Joseph after his release, he eventually remembered him when Pharaoh had a troubling dream. Joseph was taken from prison to interpret Pharaoh's dream in the palace. And he warned Pharaoh about the coming famine. He also told Pharaoh what he must do to avoid disaster. But do you think Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, would listen to the advice of a prisoner? You see, when God intervened, Joseph's advice was well received. And Pharaoh made him second in charge over all of Egypt. But can this be possible for men to plan for your life? Do you think Joseph purposely make himself disliked by the brothers, make them sell him to Egypt and, and what happened in Potiphar's house and in prison and then now, hey, hello, I'm the second man in Egypt. No. But in God, all things are made possible through this omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent God who works sovereignly not only in individual's life, but also in the nation and in the world. So church, it is amazing to see many times how we thought life interruptions actually slow us down or spoil our plan, but actually they are God's sovereign plan to use us, to use our circumstances to accomplish His divine plan. And so, once the famine had arrived, as we continue to read on, There was more than enough food stored away to feed many people. And soon, his brothers and fellow countrymen came to Egypt looking for food. Joseph hadn't seen them for many years, but he recognized them and he made a decision to reconcile with them, despite what they had done to him. Because he realized over time that God had used the brothers so that he could, Joseph could gain the position that he held For second in command over Egypt. And through Joseph's effort, knowledge, and faith in God, he was able to increase the Egyptians' food while preserving the many lives of the Israelites and Egyptians through this terrible famine. This was the man whom God chose to cause interruptions in his life to do his great and amazing things. Now, last year, in the month of July, PCC sent a team to teach, to conduct a summer camp to a group of HIV-infected children. These are combined effort from many orphanages, four or five orphanages, and so we ran this camp for them. Just after a day of the camp, the director of the many directors, they have many directors and then the top, the, the boss, Approach us, Approach our team to say, to ask us to do another session for the teachers because we were there to teach the children, not the teachers. And uh, what they want us to do is they want us to encourage the teachers, to inspire the teachers because the director felt that the teachers, the morale of working is very low because the children are very difficult. The environment of working is very difficult there. And honestly speaking, our time in China was short. We only only set aside five days. Three days summer camp from 9 o'clock to 8 o'clock at night, and two days traveling. That's it. So we told him, sorry, we have no spare time. And also, because of the shortage of time, our team members are very busy, preparing the teaching preparation when we are there also. And no one can actually spare extra time to talk to the teachers. But the director was quite persistent. He suggested, why not we use our lunchtime? Let me tell you, lunchtime to us is very important. (laughs) Because we teach from 9 to 8, it's no joke, you know. They are very hyper. We are low per. We, we, we don't have so much strength. Okay? And we need that one hour or so just to do prep and also to just rest. Uh. And uh, you know China people, they are very whoa, persistent. Uh. So I say, okay, use your one hour. Uh, we will give you 60 minutes, one hour to talk. And after that one hour, we hope to see the teachers will gain confidence and uh, inspire. I'm like, wow, you see us very up, oh. (laughs) You really have faith in us, ah. So, anyway, uh, we went. We as in, I went, uh, and with the promise of Pastor Wilson said, I will go behind you. Okay? (laughs) So, we went, uh, but but. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a 2 floors building. So we conduct our camp at the ground floor and uh, the meeting is upstairs. And when I walk up the stairs, uh, I look back. Pastor Wilson was not there. <laughs> so in fear and trembling, I went up. And I look at the, the teachers and the directors. They are really very discouraged. You can see, you know, when somebody are discouraged, they are just like, too, I look at their faces. They are, most of them put their head down just like us from Chinese school, ah, when teachers say, any question? <laughs> Understand or not? <laughs> so, exactly, they are like that. So, I don't know whether they are sleepy or they have no interest or they think like, ayah, another talk. Ni la. Nonsense. La. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, but I believe God's, God intervened at that moment. Even though I was fearful, I, was, uh, I also don't know what to say how, how do, how, somehow I cannot use God, you know, the name of God I, I cannot use any example from my Bible and I cannot have like, let's have icebreaker let's worship, then only I encourage them with the word of God, I can't So and, and actually in the past we do have this kind of meetings with the directors and teachers when we go, went there but those years I was not scared, you know why personally they will do the talking I just do the interpretation and this time is different but i know god was with us with the whole team uh, so i start talking Woo, the word just come out i share about uh, how how can we apply not only we teach character lesson but we how we apply in our lives how to make it practical even for us to be a a, a better person a better uh, mummies daddies uh, a better worker and as the Holy Spirit start to work in our midst. You know, when I was sharing, I believe the team is praying. I think think they were praying, or they are very happily, like you go, you crucified on behalf of us. Uh, Because I heard a lot of laughter downstairs. I don't know whether they pray for me or really or not. Anyway, uh, but I can see how God intervened and softened their hearts. So you see for their head, I told you their Their posture like this, and slowly they, ding, 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 ding. so at the moment they lift up their heads, I know I got their attention. I know the Lord has softened their hearts and ministered to them. And then come to question and answer time. So one of the, the directors said, may I ask you one question? Actually, my heart was, people, pastor, don't ask. Lah. One hour nearly up already. Then he said, she said, your your teams are very different. Hey, by the way, we didn't wear any cross, ah. Huh? We don't have cross earring, anything. They, they actually don't know we are from the way? Okay. So he you said your team is very different, and uh, I I I cannot understand. Not only I cannot, all of us cannot understand why you want to come with your own time, your own money. Some of you take leaves. Yeah, many of them take leaves, you know, our team members came all the way from your country to this place and to teach these children, whom their families already abandoned, rejected. Even our country do not want them. Why you come here? Why you invest so much? I tell you, in my heart, I want to shout. It's who? Shout louder! Jesus lah! If it's of jesus why we want to come all the way there but i cannot say jesus if i say jesus i'll be in jail now like joseph so the lord just intervened and give me one more word i said because of love god is love ma i cannot say god i say love Lord. then they're like hmm? how eh? i say yeah it isn't because of love you start to involve yourself in this work with the children. It's not because it isn't because of love that's the motivation force for your work. But now today you are so discouraged and disappointed because you had lost your first love. Sound very Christian, no? huh? <laughs> Pastor Wilson would join me halfway, he say, autocall. Of course I didn't do autocola. Yeah, because of love. You know, God has used Character for Life and Character First Curriculum to touch many. We have used this program to train uh, the teachers in Vietnam, in Nepal, and lives have been saved. Not only children, families. And now, PCC, we are going to go to Batu Kawan. You do not need to take leaves. You do not need to spend money to get the etiquette. You just need to drive across. If you're lazy to drive, take a ferry. Can reach, ah? Can, ah? Further away. And we are going to use this Character for Life uh, program to reach the family in Batu Kawan. But we need to be trained so they can teach more efficiently and more effectively. So we have a training coming up in March, in just a two weeks time. Check your calendar. Make yourself available to be used by God to Participate in God's master plan to fulfil his divine plan on this earth. Amen. And it's just how many hours? Eight hours only. Firing ringgit. where to find this kind of training? <laughs> no lunch, uh, by the way. <laughs> Tea break, okay. <laughs> right? So let's let's work together. Let's work together. Huh? And come back to our topic. Today, as you wrestle, when you think of your experiences and current situation, you may wonder how a God who loves us so much could put us in these situations or treat us like this. But let us be reminded that God's interruptions are not always suffering and painful. But when it does, there are some reasons to it. God's interruptions are to refine us. You see, many men and women whom God used in the most significant way are usually men and women who had the most pain, discomfort, and persecution in their lives. God refines us through interruptions that come in the form of trials and challenges of life. Those of you who are familiar with the process of refining goal know that the goal is first placed in a crucible and subjected to intense heat. And the heat causes the gold to melt and its impurities to separate and come to the top where they can skim off. This process is repeated as many times as necessary in order to increase the quality and purity of the gold. For example, 10-karat gold does not have to be heated as much or as long as the 14 karat gold. And 34 karat gold undergoes even more intensive refining process. And in a similar manner, God is in the process of refining his church. He is refining you and me. Because he desires to manifest himself through us, through his church, so that each of us is able to be used to accomplish his will on earth. Remember the lost prayer that we always pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth, as it is in heaven. But when he interrupts our life, we say, God, not your will, but my will be done. Not your kingdom, but my kingdom to, be, to come today. Why we say this? Because many times when God's interrupts, it is a difficult and uncomfortable process when he brings his kingdom through and in our lives. It's difficult. We may feel very much as the gold does when it is being melted. His interruption in each of our lives are different. For some of us, important relationships seem to fall apart. Others are misunderstood, misjudged, and falsely accused, just as Joseph did. Finances run out for some. Others may face sickness or hardships. We may find ourselves struggling once again with emotions and issues that we thought we had long since conquered. These are the moments we need to draw to a place of deeper intimacy with Him than ever before. The interruptions in life are God's way to bring us especially to bring our attention back to Him. For in challenging time, our real values surface. It reveals our priority, our true motives, and what's in our hearts. None of us like it when God interrupts us with pain, with suffering, but He will use any means, any means, sovereignly to accomplish His will. You may ask, To what extent God would allow that to happen? Don't forget, 2,000 years ago, God allowed His own Son, His one and only Son to die on the cross for you and for me. He deserves the right to interrupt our our lives in order to bring those He tries to bring to His kingdom. God's interruptions are His interventions. He refines us through interruptions of life, and no man controls his steps. They are directed by God to achieve what he desires in this world. Ultimately, God is sovereign and in total control, and his plans cannot be hindered. Proverbs 20 verse 24 says, a person's steps are directed by the Lord. How then can anyone understand their own way? Many a times when we are faced or when we are in the midst of interruption, we have this question. How will we know if it is God who interrupts? Is this interruption from Satan? Is it because of the consequences of sin? Coincidence? Or from Mother Nature? Church, instead of sorting these things out, which will make us go crazy, why not respond it in the right way? That is to respond what God would have us respond when He chose to interrupt our life. That is to be like Mary in Luke chapter 1, verse 38. She said, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. It was not easy for Mary to utter these words and held on to it after what angel Gabriel told her what would happen in her life. Mary thought her life would be like the rest of the Jewish girls in those times. You go up, get engaged, get married, and have children. But God interrupted her ordinary life by sovereignly working out His plan in order to fulfill His predetermined will on this earth. Do you know after the announcement of the angel Gabriel, life had been really tough for her? Mary was found pregnant later. And after that, no more visitations from any angels. But she was left with embarrassment. She probably had this question, what would Joseph think of me? What would my neighbor think of me? Will anyone believe my story, how I got pregnant without being married? and even near to due date. Didn't God who knows everything know there would be a census? How could a full-term pregnant lady ride on a donkey? You know how difficult or not? With one big tummy, and I don't know how she climbed up on the donkey. I tried once to ride on a horse. I Just a short distance, half an hour, my back no longer be my back. Do you know? I, I, I believe some of you rode uh, on horses or donkey before. When you go down the hill, you cannot go down. You cannot go down. You have to go, go like that, right? And then when you go up the hill, you have to go like that. Like you have to be opposite. And imagine. Imagine. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine Mary. Let's say when they go uphill, she's supposed to go this. How, how to go? How to bend forward when you have a big tummy in front, right? And it's difficult, but. The worst thing is yet to come. When they reached Bethlehem, they couldn't find a room for her to deliver. You see, when God interrupts our lives, it appears he had turned against us. It appears on the surface that, that he is acting like we are not his children. Everything in Mary's world was turned upside down. But you know what? He knew, she knew she was highly favoured by God. Luke chapter 1, verse 38. You read. And because she believed that she was highly favoured by God, no harm, no evil shall come upon her. Even she was faced with the mountains of troubles in front of her. She held on to that. Today, do you know you are also favoured by God? you are highly favored by God because he has sent his only son to die for you and for me. That's how much God loves us. But in the midst of interruptions, will we be like, like Mary say, God, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Have we ever said this to God in the midst of interruptions? just like many of us in the services, God is touching life, ministering to people. And many years ago, God interrupted a young man's life. You may not know him or you may know him. He is one of the youngest PCC worker. We are getting old, so he's the youngest. And I invited him to share how God interrupted his life and how he obediently uh, obeyed the call in his life. So let's welcome Wei Xiang, our youth worker.
1: Good morning, church. Uh, my name is Wei Xiong. I'm 24 this year. I'm a youth worker in PCC. Here I am, interrupting Pastor Chai B's uh, sermon. So I'm just going to talk about my full-time calling. But before that, um, uh, I'm going to talk about when I was 21 years old. Just, like, um, just sitting like you guys, listening to sermon. I think that time was Pastor Wilson's, uh, he was sharing. So I was, just there, I was just sitting there listening to his sermon and I felt... Suddenly, God told me, I want you to come in full-time ministry. I said, God, is that you or is it my voice? I was like, uh, <laughs> I think it's my voice. But I just felt no, I just felt uh, a bit disturbed the whole, throughout the whole service. So I, was, I wasn't listening to Pastor Wilson's sermon. Sorry, Pastor Wilson. But God interrupted me on that point to, and told me, I want you to come in full-time ministry. I said, I just brush it off. As years goes by, I'm 21, 22, 23. You know, I did my degree in PR and communication. And why I brush it off regarding the calling, because I'll just share about my family history. Um, My family is not well-to-do, but thank God there's always food on the table. It's really a blessing. But my family couldn't afford education, or sometimes um, there's some struggles. So, and my father, he's uh, close to his 60s um, and he worked in a construction field. So he's very dark, uh, under the sun and his knees are not so good really. So our family is to, to ask him to retire from that work, you know, take something menial, not from that. And also my passion to work in a medical device uh, company or uh, to sell drugs to hospital. So that was my passion, to follow like my sister after degree. And I just brushed brush off the calling because, you know, as a young adult, I said, oh, I want to go work in the medical field, you know, earn some money like my sister, you know. Then after years goes by, when I'm last year, God interrupted me again. I got the job to work in the medical field to, to sell angioplasty uh, to doctors. And I was very happy. I have good bosses. I have good colleagues. I have good doctors, really, honestly, I'm very thankful. And I say, thank God, you know, thank God, you give me such a good opportunity to enter this medical firm. As I work and work, and I learn a lot from this, um, uh, from this medical company, as I work, I suddenly felt no peace in my heart. I felt God drop something in my heart. I just felt no peace. I don't understand why. I don't understand why, truly. So, it's very hard for me to work sometimes and I sometimes uh, don't sleep, um, sleep very late because I, I, it just keep bothering me and sometimes I don't eat, maybe because of work. Oh, thank God I lost 3kg during that few months of work. No exercise needed. It's okay, Chinese New Year will replace it. So, I just felt no peace. But I'm, I enjoy what you know, it, uh, I'm working in a medical firm. I battled it for, for a month. I battled it for a month, asking God, you know, why? Why? Why there's no peace in me? And God just said, come in full-time ministry. I said, God, is that your voice again? I remember uh, two years ago, you reminded me to to come in full-time ministry. Then I gave a lot of excuses to um, God. I say, God, I, I do not I don't want to come into full-time ministry. I want to work in this uh, medical firm. It's, it's quite interesting. It's quite nice. And I like it. And I want to contribute to my family in terms of finance. And to see my father retire from that hard labour work, and I gave many, many excuses. I said, God, uh, why not you let me work um, a few, um, five to six years, then you call me. I want to get some experience from the marketplace so that maybe one day I can come to church and contribute this experience to the church. And God said, no, come in full-time ministry. I was like, oh, I was very, very scared. Then it's a struggle for me. I didn't tell it to many people. And I only talked to Pastor Wilson, Pastor Ida, and people are close to me. And I talked to my, uh, my family. Uh, oh, no, sorry. I talked my mom. Um, mom, I think the Holy Spirit is trying to tell me to come in full time ministry. I felt no peace in my heart. I just felt no peace. Then my mom say, Maybe uh, it's the devil that's disturbing you. I pray against it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> nah, she's methodist. <laughs> she don't do it. She just pray against it. But I know it's the Holy Spirit. I know it's God is trying to pull me back to, uh, to, to fulfill the calling. He's interrupting me to enter this full-time ministry. So as I pray for a month and I say, and I battle, um, to cut the story short, I, I say, God, if you really want to call me in, Okay. I will come in I'll go. I'll come by faith. I counted the costs before I entered full time ministry family, father's retirement, finance, and and many more. I counted the costs. And after I told God, I said, okay, I will accept your calling. Then suddenly God just gave me the peace. I've never felt so peace in my life. I feel so happy. After that, I told my mum, sorry, I told my family, um, I want to enter full-time ministry. Um, There's a little bit of disagreement within my family, but they gave me the blessing. And God suddenly dropped in my heart say, because of your family um, allowed you, um, I will bless them. Because your family bless you, and I'll bless them. And I just felt more peace. And I also told God, in, in Proverbs chapter 30, verse 7 to 9, I say, two things I ask of you, Lord. Do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, Who is the Lord? Or, I'm, or I may become poor and steal, so to dishonor the name of God. I told that to God. But I say, God, if you want to give me Lamborghini, I don't mind also. <laughs> but I told that, you know. Take care of my family, Lord. Take care of me. That's all I ask. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Up to today, I'm coming in by faith and asking God for wisdom. Honestly, I'm a young man, 24 years only. I say, Teach me God um, to learn to set an example to believers in speech, conduct, in love, and in faith and purity. That's why I asked from God, to come into full-time ministry. And next week, I'll be um, studying in seminary next Tuesday, uh, studying my graduate diploma in Christian studies. I'm happy to serve God in PCC, and I'm very thankful to the people who supported me in the time of needs and the leadership of this church. Thank you so much.
0: for sure, I know you will get married <laughs> those who are available he's only 24 Yes we, 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 even though we count the cost last time also I saw count, I counted the cost but uh, the Lord will, is faithful. why he's faithful because he is interested and he pays attention to all the details in our life and even in times you we are lacking. He will work sovereignly, and he will just turn the situation around. We have, I believe, all of us have our own journey of faith to share. And today, let us just be reminded that the interruptions of life that God allows—they are not accidents. They are not a waste. They are not pointless from His perspective. They are God's sovereign plan to use us to accomplish His divine plan. But it is hard to see them from God's end-of-time perspective, especially in the moment they occur. Many of us may not know that it was God who interrupted our lives until much later after we look back. However, when we realize that, we will only know that it was the hand of God upon our lives. So let us learn not to see interruptions as obstacles to our plans, but they are opportunities for us to embrace God's plan. And also, how does God refine us through interruptions? We are refined by God when we go through challenges and trials in our lives. If you are in the midst of interruptions today. God's refining work is painful, and you feel it. And the thoughts will come in and say, God do not love you, God has abandoned you, your plan, God has purposely come interrupt your life. But that let us not believe in the feeling, but believe in the truth. The truth is that God who is our Jehovah Shammah, who has never left you nor forsake you. And so instead of letting all this interruption draw us away from God, let us make a decision today to draw ourselves to a place of deeper intimacy with Him. Let us learn to surrender. Surrender our lives knowing that God deserves for Himself the right as a sovereign God to interrupt our lives as he sees fit in order to accomplish his predetermined will. Let us respond instead of reacting to all interruptions of life so we will not miss the great things in our lives as he refined us. Amen? Amen. Shall we pray? Hallelujah. Let's just put aside our Bible, children, youth. I also need you to just quiet down yourself at this time as I invite the worship team to come back. You know, in our busy schedule, even at times when God interrupts us, we may not know because our schedule was so full. When God wants to get our attention, it was so hard. Our ear have been so... Insensitive with the voice of God. What we see in front are obstacles, obstacles, interruptions. We have forgotten how to embrace God's plan in our life. But today, God will want to pull us out from this as we continue to look to Him. And His Spirit, God's Spirit will continue to guide us and lead us to stretch our faith, to make our faith stronger in His presence. And if you are carrying a burden this morning, I will urge you just to surrender. Surrender it to the Lord and say, God, I will not see it as interruption, but I'll see what I'm going through as your intervention, and I know that you will make a way for me. And for some of us, probably this is a time that God wants to spend time with you. He wants to bring you to a deeper intimacy with Him where you can see Him face to face and touch His glory. Church, shall we all rise to our feet and raise our hands as a sign of surrendering as we worship God in this song.